Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Bloomington native Emily Eamon, volleyball analyst and digital host for the Big Ten Network. IU women's and men's basketball. IU football announces new assistant coaches. The Indiana Pacers and the Indy Fuel. We will have our big boys moving high school scoreboard update, and we'll look ahead to the week in IU athletics. So let's talk sports. We will start with Indiana men's basketball. 12-4 and on the season, 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten, after losing at Iowa 83-74 Thursday night. Trace Jackson Davis, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Race Thompson, 13 points. Parker Stewart, 11 points. Trey Galloway, 10 points. The Hoosiers led 48-41 at half. Iowa outscored the Hoosiers 42-26 in the second half. The Hoosiers are in action tonight at Nebraska. Host Purdue Thursday, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. And then will host Michigan Sunday afternoon at noon or 2.30 on CBS. It's been a busy week for Indiana women's basketball. Freshman Kiara Berry announced last Wednesday she was leaving the team. Berry is a 5'9 freshman from Rock Mart, Georgia. Played in three games for a total of five minutes, committed 2,001 turnover, and never attempted a field goal. She is the second player to leave this season, joining graduate transfer Caitlin Hose, who left in December. IU's leading scorer and rebounder Mackenzie Holmes suffered a knee injury this week in practice and she will be out for some time. The Hoosiers, though, bounce back with a 72-65 win against Nebraska Thursday evening. Grace Berger, 22 points. Alexa Goulbay, 17 points. Nicole Cardano-Hillary with 13. Allie Patberg with 10. Chloe Moore-McNeil, 8 points in 29 minutes off the bench. She was the only sub of the game for the Hoosiers. And Keondra Brown, 2 points in 24 minutes in her first start. Grace Wagner was unavailable, and then the Hoosiers got more news on Sunday before the Purdue game as Nicole Cardano-Hillary had to enter health and safety protocols. Assistant coach Glenn Box has also missed both the Nebraska and Purdue game because of health and safety protocols, but the Hoosiers step up and get a huge win in West Lafayette Sunday afternoon. 73-68 in overtime, Grace Berger, 24 points, Alexa Goulbay, 21, Allie Patberg, 10, Chloe Moore-McNeil, 10 points in her first start, Keondra Brown with 8 in her second start, and Caitlin Peterson and Grace Wagner played but did not score, and Wagner came up with a huge steal late in the game. The Hoosiers, 14-2, 6-0 in the Big Ten, host Michigan State Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Big Ten Network Plus, and travel to Iowa Sunday at 6 on Big Ten Network. Indiana football has named Chad Wilt as defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. Wilt has been the defensive line coach at Minnesota the last two seasons. Wilt played for Taylor University in Upland, Indiana and graduated in 2000. He coached at Ball State from 2011 to 2013. He replaces Charlton Warren who leaves for North Carolina after one year on Tom Allen's staff. Paul Randolph has been named a defensive line coach. Randolph had been at Texas Tech for the last three seasons and has 24 years of college coaching experience. 
He replaces Kevin Peoples, who leaves for Missouri after two seasons at IU. The Indiana Pacers are 15-28 overall, lost all three games this week, 101-98 in overtime at Boston, 119-100 at home against the Celtics, and 128-115 at home against Phoenix. The Pacers are playing the Clippers out in Los Angeles this evening. They are in L.A. Wednesday against the Lakers at 10.30. Thursday, travel up the coast to Golden State, 10 o'clock on TNT, and then travel to Phoenix on Saturday at 9 o'clock. The Indy Fuel are 14-15, two overtime losses, two shutout losses with 32 points. One at Fort Wayne, 4-2, beat Iowa 4-3 Saturday night at home, and then lost to Iowa Sunday afternoon, 2-1 at home. The Fuel host Cincinnati at 7 o'clock Friday, hosts Kalamazoo on Saturday at 7, and then travels to Kalamazoo Sunday at 3 o'clock. High school sports time. Let's check the Big Boys Moving Company local high school scoreboard. Big Boys Moving serves you with an attitude of gratitude. Well, in girls high school basketball, Edgewood is 16 and 4, beat Monrovia 63 to 30. Their game at Owen Valley last Friday postponed due to COVID concerns within the Edgewood program and has been rescheduled for January 27th at 6 o'clock. Their game with Eastern Green tomorrow night is postponed. The next scheduled game is January 25th at Bloomington North at 7.30. Bloomington North 9-9 beat Mitchell 51-45. They are at Brownstown Central tomorrow and host Columbus North on Friday, both games at 7.30. Bloomington South 3-16 lost at Mooresville 45-31. Beat Evansville Central at home 59-31. The Panthers are at Martinsville tomorrow. Host Terre Haute South on Thursday, both games at 7.30, and then Saturday they will travel to Eastern Green at 1.30. Lighthouse Christian 4-9 beat Phelan Academy 48-37 and lost at Shackamack 48-6. They host Seven Oaks tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Travel to Evansville Christian Friday at 6.30 and host Canton at 1 o'clock. In boys high school basketball, Lighthouse Christian is 7-5, won at Medora 68-24, lost to Madison Christian 71-65, beat Candleton 73-46, and Medora 62-42 to place 5th in the Southern Roads Conference Tournament at Columbus Christian. The Lions host Seven Oaks tomorrow night at 7.30, travel to Columbus Christian Friday at 7.30, Host Canton at 2.30. Bloomington North 10-3. Beat Martinsville 59-56. Up next Friday, Evansville North. And host Terre Haute South Saturday. Both games at 7.30. Bloomington South 9-5. Beat Columbus East 56-39 on the road. Beat Eastern Green 65-24 at home. They are at Castle Friday. Host Martinsville at 7.30. Edgewood is 7-7. Their game at Owen Valley postponed last Friday due to COVID concerns within the Owen Valley program and rescheduled this Friday at 7.30. They beat Greencastle 67-30. They are at Bedford North Lawrence this Friday at 7.30. And boys swimming, Bloomington North beat Bloomington South 112-71 in the Councilman Classic for the fourth straight time. Girls swimming, 
Bloomington South beat Bloomington North 94-91 in the Councilman Classic for the 16th straight time. In wrestling, Edgewood beats Bloomington North 45-35. Edgewood was fourth at the Western Indiana Conference meet with 130 points. Owen Valley wins with 259. Bloomington South third with 225 points. Bloomington North sixth with 168 points. And the Conference Indiana meet at Terre Haute South wins with 237 points. Girls Gymnastics, Bloomington North has a big week beating Bloomington South and Edgewood. The Cougars score 105.825, Bloomington South 97.75, and Edgewood 91.025. Bloomington North also beat Columbus North 105.25 to 104.7, and the Cougars win the Franklin Central invite with a score of 106.75. That is the third best score in school history. That is a look at your high school scoreboard brought to you by Big Boys Moving Company. When we come back, we will talk with Bloomington native Emily Eman, volleyball analyst and digital host for the Big Ten Network. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jengison on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. When you're preparing to buy a new home, the last thing you should have to worry about is the safety of your possessions. Allow Big Boys Moving to professionally oversee the transport of your precious belongings. Big Boys Moving is locally owned with years of experience. Whether your relocation is local or long distance, allow Big Boys to move you with an attitude of gratitude. Call today, 812-947-1479 or online at bbmoving812.com. Hi, this is Haley Jordan, beat writer for Sports Illustrated Indiana, and I listen to Talkin' Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. She was the 2015 Herald Times Volleyball Player of the Year, state qualifier in long jump at Bloomington High School South. She played for Northwestern University from 2016 to 2019, and she is now a volleyball analyst and digital host for the Big Ten Network. She is Emily Eman. Emily, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I love anything to do with Bloomington. So I'm so happy, happy to be on. Well, you were born and raised here. And like myself, we grew up right in the shadows of Indiana University. And now you get to come back and cover the Hoosiers for the Big Ten Network. You played in Wilkinson Hall your senior year. You played at U-Gym growing up with club volleyball. How excited were you to get to come back and broadcast a game when the Hoosiers played Minnesota this year? Yeah, I mean, it has been a whirlwind of a year. You know, I a lot of the games we do from our studio in Chicago, but I mean, Wilkinson Hall is, honestly, I've been to a lot of stadiums. It is one of the best arenas in the entire country, definitely in, in the Big Ten. I mean, we have some pretty crazy arenas, but 
the way that they're able to get fans in the gym, you know, I think coach Steve air does such a good job of just getting butts in seats, like getting people to want to come to the games. The student section is so lively. It's always good to come back to Bloomington in general, but you know, for, for games and all that, it is, it is really, really cool on this side of things. I know that you have mentioned on the Minnesota broadcast against IU that Scott Dolson is a family friend. Of course, he is the athletic director here at IU, and I know that you were very excited to see him finally get that opportunity to lead the Hoosiers athletic department. Yeah, I mean, his so his stepson was one of my best friends growing up from literally preschool until senior year of high school. So we were really close with their family. But yeah, I mean, just seeing the way that he's climbed in the ranks for Indiana. And I, I think that just speaks volumes about the university as a whole. You know, they appreciate the blue collar work ethic, like people moving up. They want to keep people that have been here for a while. You know, he started as a basketball manager and worked his way up to athletic director. Like what better story to talk about? And just seeing the, you know, the hires he's making and everything he's doing, it's been so cool to see him, you know, take over and do as well as he's doing, obviously, especially when COVID still, you know, very prevalent and all of that and, you know, disrupting some things. I think he's done a really good job of keeping everyone positive and doing the best management wise as he can. And, and again, I, I love seeing him in that role. I don't think there is anyone more deserving than Scott Dolson. When volleyball got flipped to the spring of 2021, how weird was that for you to see volleyball in the spring and no fans? Well, yeah, it was crazy for me. So I thought I was going to be calling my first volleyball game ever that fall. So I was kind of preparing for that and everything and had done some volleyball coverage around. But I mean, when it got postponed, it was weird because half of the country was still playing in the fall and then the other half was going to start in the spring. So there were some teams that were playing the entire year round, you know, and you add last fall to it. Like there were teams that were playing for a year and a half straight. It was weird. Not having fans in an arena is absolutely crazy. The first game that I called was at Nebraska. It was Nebraska, Maryland and the Bob Devaney center. If, if you don't know, in Lincoln is the most crazy electric, one of the craziest volleyball arenas in the entire country. I would say one of the most crazy arenas in general, no matter the sport. And seeing that place, having played there and knowing what it's like, where you can't even hear yourself think the fans are right behind you. There's people just going crazy the whole time to have it completely silent, especially for, you know, my first game that I was doing, it was an eerie feeling. It definitely changes the, a sense of, you know, home crowd advantage or home field advantage, whatever you want to call it. It was, it was weird. There was kind of not really any home field, home court, home, whatever advantage, because no one was there to see, you know, some places they had family and friends there, but not enough to make a big difference. It was weird. Getting the season postponed was one thing, but then having all those little changes was definitely, definitely difficult, but I thought they did such a good job all spring, you know, rolling with the punches, whether games were getting canceled or not you know it hit some teams harder than others but it seemed like in general volleyball wise the teams did a really good job adjusting and into the fall it seemed like the teams didn't really miss a beat how excited were you to have fans back and what was the experience like when after going to these places that you played in now you get to go back and be an analyst and call these games Oh my God. It was so cool. I mean, like I said, I remember playing at some of these places, you know, you go to rec hall and state college or the Devaney center in Lincoln, or even, you know, up North at Purdue Holloway gym, like those gyms you leave and you can't hear yourself for like three hours. Like your ears are ringing. And 
for me to go into an arena was so, so different. Kind of like I said, we call most of our games from a studio in Chicago. So you don't really get a sense of the arena as a whole, but I had I think I had four or five games this season where they actually sent me on site to go inside and call the games from there. And it makes a world of difference. I mean, you can feed off the crowd. Everything's just energetic. It's exciting. You can see a rebuff on the players too. Like last season, a lot of teams took a while to really get going in that first set. I feel like a lot of teams really kind of played down, took a while to get like even just warmed up. And you could tell this year it was like from the get go, you had the crowd going, you had even just like the intros or they're throwing t-shirts or whatever they're doing. Like it was, it was a difference maker this season, I think. And you really saw that home court advantage really play into the fact for both teams. I mean, there were a few games that I called for Purdue at Holloway that were completely different. I think you would have had a different result if the fans weren't in there. And it was a few different games this season you could watch and just say, you know, I I know that those fans are making a difference in the arena. Beside Northwestern, what was your favorite place to play? Favorite place to play? You know, of course I loved playing at Walsh Ryan Arena up in up in Evanston, but my favorite place to play, I really liked playing in Nebraska. The like I said, the Devaney Center, it's it's an interesting crowd because everyone's a lot older, but it's, it's so massive. It's like the biggest arena in college volleyball. It sits like 8,000 people or, or something. It's just some, something just absurd. And so when you have that many people in one gym, it is, it really does make a difference. And then, you know, the second place I love playing the most, I would say probably the field house in Madison or Holloway gym at, at Purdue. I mean, those are arenas that are just loud. Like their fans are just absolutely crazy. Like yelling, yelling some mean stuff, but like in a fun way, like it really gets you going back there. I I liked playing where it was loud, fueled me well. It got me really excited. Obviously some people might say, you know, different things about that, but I, I fed off the crowd. I love the noise. Getting to come back to Bloomington and play at IU as a Northwestern player for you, what is that experience like? Wilkinson Hall was that that opened my senior year of college and we thank God we're playing at Indiana that year. So I had this weird like welcome moment of I'm one being from Bloomington. I was so excited. They were opening this place. Obviously I'm not playing for them, but just seeing how much went into building Wilkinson Hall was so, so cool. It took so many years and then being able to play there. I remember senior year, like I feel like I had an entire section that was just like there to, you know, see me step on the court or whatever. And luckily for me, my senior year, I got a lot more playing time, which was really exciting. So it was, it was always really cool coming back home. It it weirdly felt like I belonged there. Like I, I never necessarily wanted to play for IU. I wanted to get out, but I, I loved the homecoming. It was It was fun. One to just see people, you know, old coaches, old teachers, family, friends, some of my friends, you know, that went to IU would come and it was, it was always so much fun. And then senior year being able to one play, but to play in Wilkinson hall and to have all my friends and family around, it was like, it's one of those like underrated experiences you don't think about until it's there. And it was, it was, it's pretty magical. The Big Ten has been so good in volleyball. You had eight teams make the NCAA tournament. Nebraska and Wisconsin played for the national championship with Wisconsin winning. As someone who played in this conference, what makes this conference the best in volleyball? 
Yeah, I think it comes down to the coaching, to be honest. I think we have some of the best coaches in the country, if not the best coaches in the country. Um, you got someone like Russ Rose over at Penn State, won seven national championships, just retired after 43 seasons. You have Coach Cook over in Lincoln, you know, Kelly Sheffield up in up in Madison, Dave Shondell. There's just so many coaches that have been there at their programs for a while, have really invested in the sport as a whole. And I think they're just really good at recruiting. You know, they can get those top recruits. It's also interesting because probably like five or 10 years ago, there were only a handful of programs that you would say are like really, really good at volleyball. You know, you have Minnesota, Nebraska, Penn State, Texas, UCLA, like just a a few teams that were really good. But now we're seeing like the wealth kind of spread out. And I think that's a big kudos to the coaches are just improving, you know, a place like Ohio State with Jen Flynn Oldenburg. She is she was a new coach in 2020. So I guess two seasons ago, but she instantly flipped that team from a losing record to a very good winning record in advance, I believe, to the Sweet 16 her first year. So I think the Big Ten is so good because these coaches have invested so much. They're able to get these big recruits and they're able to keep them in the Midwest. You know, the Midwest has some of the best volleyball players in the entire country. Like the state of Indiana has some of the best volleyball players in the country at the high school level. So I think these coaches have done a great job of building up their programs and, you know, staying committed, getting really good assistance. But the Big Ten, again, the Midwest is so good in general. We have so many good club teams, you know, whether there's a few in India, a few in Chicago, you know, there's there's a ton that are awesome. And in the Midwest and the Big Ten coaches do a great job of, of keeping those recruits at home. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back more with Emily Eamon after this. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Hey, this is Chandler Thompson of the Muncie Central Boys basketball team. Whenever I get a chance, I love listening to my guy, Nick Jenkinson, on South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jameson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Emily Eamon, volleyball analyst and digital host for the Big Ten Network. Emily, we were talking about just how loaded the Big Ten is in volleyball. Again, eight teams made the NCAA, Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Penn State, Purdue, Nebraska, and Illinois. Is there a team you think that didn't make it last year that is going to be the team to watch this year or can make a run? 
Yeah, I don't want to sound biased, but I really do think that Northwestern is on the come up. I think in the 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 wins prove that, you know, a team like Northwestern or a team like Maryland has been on the brink for so long of trying to push that edge into kind of that upper echelon of the Big Ten. You know, you have these five teams that make that NCAA tournament that are great every year. You have Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, Penn State, and Purdue. And then now you have an Ohio State that's probably going to be good year in and year out. Illinois and Michigan are always pretty good, usually make the tournament. But those next teams, I really think, are either going to be Northwestern or Maryland. And and I'm going to make a case for Northwestern in that, you know, this season, they didn't lose anybody. They have made improvements every single year. You know, my my freshman year in 2016, we got a new head coach, Shane Davis, who I think has done an incredible job with that program. And every single year, they're getting more and more wins. They're getting better and better recruits. You know, the coaching has changed a little bit to reflect a system that coach Davis wants to have and bringing in these players. I think next season, I think you're really going to see the strides that Northwestern has, has made. And, and for me, of course, it's really exciting to see because I saw where this program was and I see where they're getting, but I mean, the wins speak for themselves. They've got more and more every single year. And I think you're going to see them keep climbing just a little bit more. Penn State, Russ Rose, as you mentioned, retired after a long career, 43 years. They just hired Katie Schumacher Cauley, 1999 national champion, two-time All-American at Penn State, was an assistant the last four seasons under Rose. What do you think of that hire? And, and what is her expectation to live up to what Russ Rose has built at Penn State? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to back anybody, someone like Russ Rose. You know, you obviously never want to follow a legend because the the stakes are pretty high. The bar set pretty much as high as it possibly can be. But, you know, in, in just talking around the volleyball community, Katie schumacher Collie is is so ingrained in that Penn State program. You know, she she played there back in the day from 1998 to 2002 and then has been an assistant for the last few years. And she's bringing in those good recruits that they have, you know, she was such a good recruiting coordinator for them. I think she'll do such a good job with this program. Obviously, like I said, it's tough to follow someone like Russ Rose, but the standard for this Penn state team is always to win a national championship. You don't go into Penn state thinking that you don't want to win the big 10 and you're not going to win a national championship. That's their goal every single year. And I think she knows that having won their first national championship for Penn state That's now kind of the bar. The bar has been set. They want to win titles. They want to put banners up. So hiring someone that I think has that mentality that she knows what it takes to do that. I think it's a, it's a really good hire for them. And, and I think you'll see her bring in more and more recruits that are just going to keep improving this team. Indiana, of course, has struggled in volleyball over the last few years. Coach Steve Aird has built this team up. He just lost assistant Krista Van Zandt to Illinois. Do you think Indiana can ever get to that top half of the Big Ten? I do. I I think that pretty much, I think any Big Ten team could if they have the right coaching staff in place to do it. And I think Steve Aird is someone that can definitely do that for them. He'll be entering his fifth season this fall. I think he is so good at building up programs. That's what he likes to do best. You know, he... He says building is something that we we don't like doing, but we have to do it. It's so necessary. And he's really good at that. He's shown that in the past that he's able to do it. But he also knows that that takes a lot of time. You know, building a team in the Big Ten, especially to a team that is knocking on the door of, you know, getting into the NCAA tournament is finally breaking up into that upper echelon. 
of the Big Ten standings. It takes so many years to do. We have so many good Big Ten teams, but you see the improvement year to year. I mean, they're getting better recruits. Last season, they had the 15th recruiting class in the country, which is the highest in program history. And I think you're going to see every single year that just getting better and better. And I think, like I said, Steve Aird knows that it's going to take time. He did it at Maryland to set them up for the year that they've been having. You know, he's he got good recruits there. And then moving on to Indiana, I use a, a good place to try to recruit to. I mean, Bloomington speaks for itself. It's one of the best college towns in the nation, in my maybe biased opinion, but I think it is. You know, recruiting to Indiana is not the hardest job in the world. I think it's tough for Indiana because they have to compete with recruits from Purdue who get a lot of in-state, you know, players. But I think Indiana definitely can do it. And if someone's going to do it, it's going to be Steve Baird. You got to go to the Orange Bowl for the college football playoff national semifinal with Michigan against Georgia. And you got to do a lot of digital content for the Big Ten Network. Talk about what your experience has been so far getting to do football as well as volleyball. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, I know volleyball, like the back of my hand, football is something I'm still getting my feet wet in. And I feel like I was kind of getting my feet wet and then was thrown into a pool. So we're we're still getting used to, you know, football coverage and all of that. But I, I've been around it, you know, for a while. I obviously grew up in the Big Ten. I always watched IU. I was always keeping tabs on the Big Ten and, you know, playing at Northwestern. I followed our football team really closely. My boyfriend played for them for five years, too. So I, I know Big Ten football pretty, pretty well. And and this season was really fun to finally be able to kind of show that our content is a little bit more fun on the digital side, but we do do stuff, you know, talking about players and, and all of that. So this, this fall was so much fun. And then, yeah, going to Indy for the big 10 championship game and then going to Miami for the CFP semifinal with Michigan. I mean, it's, it's been a blast and one, just being able to travel. I, I love traveling. So it's been fun. So, you know, going to a place like Miami, getting in, in the sun for a little bit when I got snowstorms over here in Chicago, of course, is amazing, but it's been fun. It's, it's definitely a transition. I'm still, you know, learning a lot in this fall, I think showed me that a lot that I still have so much more to learn, but from where I started, where I am now, I, I am so I'm so thankful. I feel like I've, I've learned a ton. I've had great people to learn from. And I mean, hopefully this is, this is the beginning. We'll see where it goes in the future, but I've been, I've been loving every second of it. Who are the female reporters that you've looked up to that, you know, you've, you've had this dream since you were nine that you wanted to be a journalist and you looked Mm -hmm. at Syracuse Cornell and Northwestern and you settled for Northwestern. Now you're with the big 10 network. So who did you look up to, to pave your way to Northwestern in the big 10 network? Yeah, well, I mean, every time I looked at my TV, I feel like I always saw Erin Andrews up there. So she was someone that I absolutely adored growing up. She was someone I, you know, I don't want to say I wanted to become, but she was someone who's doing a job that I just automatically wanted the second I, I remember seeing her. I mean, the way she's able to tell a story and tell it with conviction and make it fun. I always looked up to her and then Sage Steele. I, I think she does such a great job for ESPN as well, but it's fun now because I'm in this world where I'm meeting so many other people that now I can look up to. So, you know, people's people who you might not even know, Megan McEwen, she does a lot of basketball for big 10 network. She's been a great mentor of mine for the last year or so now. And, and there's so many people in the industry that have been so helpful and, you know, want to give you advice and want to help you out. But I've been lucky in the last year or so meeting so many people that I just, I, I can look up to and adore, but I got to say, yeah, from the beginning, it was, it was always Aaron Andrews that I think lit a, lit a fire in me. 
Well, Evan Lee, I thank you very much for joining me. Congratulations on all your success. Keep up all the great work you do for the Big Ten Network. And as as someone that's born and raised here in Bloomington, I would say we're all proud of you and we're all happy to see hometown kids making it on the big stage. So thank you very much for the time. I really appreciate it. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it, too. My thanks to Emily Eamon for being my guest this week. And IU Sports Track and Field hosts the Gladstein Invitational Friday and Saturday. Wrestling hosts Maryland Friday at 7 o'clock. Water Polo is at the UC Santa Barbara Winter Invite Friday through Sunday. And we'll have four matches. Men and Women Swimming hosts Purdue at 11 a.m. Men's Tennis hosts Toledo at 11 a.m. And Bellarmine at 3 p.m. Sunday. Thank you for joining us this evening and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.